Welcome, first-time listeners, and welcome back to those who've tuned in before to Your Weekly Muse, a show dedicated to bringing a bit of goodness, positivity, and if we're lucky, inspiration to your life. I'm your host, Oral Williams, and I am so elated that you decided to drop in. So, as I stated in the previous episode, this episode will be a discussion with an HBCU student on what it's like attending an HBCU some of the perks that come with it, and how to know if it's right for you. So, welcome to the show, Emery. Thank you, thank you. I'm glad to be here. Um, well, first, tell me what led you to choose an HBCU. Um, I always knew that I wanted to go to an HBCU. Um, growing up, I was always uh, in the minority of mm-hmm. the population of my school, and I wanted to be around a group of people that looked like me uh, I felt like that would really help my drive in school mm-hmm. and as far as like a career. Um, HBCUs are honestly some of the produce some of the best and brightest out there. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like being around a group of people that had the same drive as I did that looked like me would motivate me as well. Mm-hmm. So on that note, um, how different were the racial demographics of college compared to that of your high school? Let's see. Um, honestly, everything was flipped on its head. So for high school, I believe the population was 65% Caucasian. Mm-hmm. And then JSU was like 75% African-American. Oh, oh, dang. Yeah. So complete culture shock. Mm-hmm. That but, should have been like a good awakening, though, for you. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a lot to process at first because I wasn't used to seeing so many black people, but it was one of the best feelings I've ever had. Mm-hmm. Um, how difficult was it for you finding your group on campus? And do you think attending a school where the majority of students looked like you made that process any easier? Um, most definitely. I also feel like that's just a part of college in general mm-hmm. because, you know, People are usually in the same residence halls. You will make group chats if you all have the same graduating class. Um, I auditioned for the band before I got there. So I was already kind of locked in with that musical group of people. But it's honestly not hard to find your niche in college. You just have to be involved. Yeah. So you think it was easy for you to find your people because you auditioned for the band? For sure. I've always been super into music, so it wasn't hard to lock in with people who had that same passion for it that I did. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your favorite thing about attending an HBCU? Let's see. Where would I even start? <laughs> um, let's see. If I had to pick one thing, I would say the sense of family mm-hmm. that you get there. Because it's easy if you're not involved in college, um, you can. It's easy to just skate through for four years and not feel, not really develop any type of connections. Mm-hmm. And HBCU, they make you feel welcome. They make you feel like family. They'll tap you in with a whole bunch of resources. You know, yeah. It feels like they care about you. It's not just you're taking a class. You'll have teachers and advisors that look out for you. Yeah. They want to see you succeed. And, I mean, I know you can get that at other colleges, but I don't think it would be the same or it wouldn't be as personal. Right, because they might look at you as 
they might remind you of their niece or their nephew. So they're going to look out for you. Yeah, I have a friend and um, her mom went to an HBCU and she was saying how when she was in college, um, if she missed a class one day, her professor would some, some, send somebody out to look for her. And she was like, oh, wow. if you would get that at a PWI. <laughs> yeah, no, that's different. Mm-hmm. So you don't think that um, that same family feel would be available for students of color or just black students at a PWI? I think it's there. You would just have to look and work for it a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's already kind of locked in in HBCU. It's not hard to develop a sense of family there. Yeah. Um, how helpful or encouraging were the professors in pushing you towards your academic goals, do you think? Okay. Um, my personal experience is I've had a few professors, you know, who have looked out for me, mm-hmm. uh, asked about my personal life, tried to make sure that I was okay outside of just the class. And then there's some, you know, all your professors aren't going to be the best professors in the world. Mm-hmm. You have to take the good with the bad. That's a part of college. Yeah. But overall, I feel like for the most part, I found those professors who really cared about me. Sometimes I still talk to my calculus professor. So it definitely, it, it's hit or miss. You just have to find the right ones. Mm-hmm. That, you probably get that at any college, though, to be honest. Yeah, it doesn't matter sure. if it's an HBCU or a PWI, but, I mean, having the teachers who are there for you and then having the teachers who are just, I guess, there to do their jobs in a certain way. It's honestly not hard to lock in with them. Mm -hmm. Like, they have office hours where they just answer students' questions. And showing up to that, like, once a week, once every other week, really, really helps build that relationship. Mm -hmm. They'll be so much more willing to help you out as far as, like, what resources to use to help you succeed in their class. Um, They'll ask you questions about your personal life. You know, it's all about building that relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, what other perks do you think come with going to an HBCU, would you say? Um, let's see. Again, going back to that culture shock. So band was very much a very big factor, especially at Jackson State. I didn't realize it until I got there. The band is like that group on campus. And it's crazy. <laughs> You don't really realize how much work the band puts in unless you're a part of it. Mm-hmm. We're the hardest working group on campus, honestly. But <laughs> I feel like we really bring that energy to the school. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. not to mention, I mean, of course, there's the sports. You know, we have our academic organizations and other clubs on campus. But as far as which group at the university brings that hype factor, brings that fire, the band. Does. Yeah. I, I can agree with that, especially at, like, an HBCU football game or something. People are look. I mean, the football game itself is, like, fun, interesting, and whatnot. But, like, people are there for halftime, too, and for pregame. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. And they'll stay after the game is over for fifth quarter, so. I forget about fifth quarter. But uh, um, I think for me, what's appealing about an HBCU is, like you were saying about your own school uh, before, my school is majority white, and, like, there's nothing wrong with that, but just being able to go to 
a college where people look like you and they have similar interests and ideas and goals and stuff, I think mm-hmm. it'd be like inspiring, you know? For sure. It could make you be like, wow, like we're really out here doing that. No, it doesn't really hit you until you're in the moment. That's yeah. the thing about it. But it's honestly one of the best feelings you could ask for, mm-hmm. especially as a person of color. So I can agree with that. Uh, what advice would you give anyone thinking of planning or attending an HBCU? Um, let's see. It's around the time y'all are supposed to be graduating, so yeah. I'll speak to the people who are trying to decide. I would honestly suggest making that move. If you are not African-American, I still think that it could be a good experience for you because they will look out for you just the same. Mm -hmm. I've noticed that a lot of my friends have this misconception that HBCUs are only for black students, and that can't be further from the truth. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like the relationships are developed just the same. You just have to lock in with the group of people. Yeah, It's not hard to make friends even in college in general it's not hard to make friends just be yourself and be involved on campus at least halfway Mm -hmm. you know doing a club or sport or some on-campus organization for sure i would suggest making that move and honestly if you have any other questions i would suggest like even going to youtube and going to like like googling like white person at hbcu as generic and cliche as that sounds I think it would really help Mm -hmm. you know because they could provide some insight that I can't necessarily provide as an African American male Mm -hmm. but it's all about finding that group of people it's not that difficult honestly when you think about it I guess it can kind of be the same thing as high school just on a much larger scale in high school I mean if you move to a new school you're still going to have to find a new group of people and that means, like we were saying, joining the club or an organization or a sport or whatever else you can think of joining. Yeah, for sure. I don't think it's difficult, but. It's not. I'm I'm an outgoing person now. Mm-hmm. I used to not be at all, but I think college changed that. Um, I have multiple groups of friends. It's just about what your interests are, mm-hmm. how you're involved on campus. Um like, a lot of your friends are just going to come from, like, group me messages and iMessage group chats. It's not hard. Y'all are going to end up linking up with each other and, like, going to the mall or getting some food to eat. Like, mm-hmm. that's just going to end up being your group of people for a while. So, I would suggest utilizing those relationships that you already low-key have on hand. Mm-hmm. I will say this, too. Um I know that one of the perks of going to an HBCU is definitely the homecomings. Oh, yeah. I know that's a big deal. Can you speak on that some? Very big deal. So, background for me. I started at Jackson State University in 2019, and I just transferred this semester to North Carolina A&T. And so, A&T has this thing called GHO, Greatest Homecoming on Earth, <laughs> and where it's literally just this week-long celebration. There's parties all day, all night, you know, like four or five schools in the city are coming to A&T, alumni from all across the country, some international students. It's honestly just one week-long party. That sounds like it's so much fun. I know, but you know, COVID, 
really messed with everything, but hopefully it'll be back soon. Mm-hmm. So I guess for next year, not this year, but next year, will this be your first official homecoming at North Carolina? Yes. Mm-hmm. Are you excited for it? I'm honestly very excited, you know. Um, I never really got a chance to party. You know, being in the band at JSU, I didn't have time to just go out and do whatever I wanted. Time management is very strict when you're a part of something as rigorous as college band. Mm -hmm. But hopefully in the future, once we get things uh, together and once um, COVID goes away, hopefully once we get this vaccine, um, that we can go back to life as normal and I can get to experience that homecoming. I'd suggest everybody goes to one. Mm -hmm. I know the homecomings that I've been to or the homecoming games have been so much fun, especially when we have like a cookout or something or people are tailgating and all that. And that's the thing. It's not the game. It's the atmosphere. Yeah. Just in general. The people, the music. That's what I miss, honestly, that COVID is taken away. I'm yeah, going to homecoming sure. games. But I will say that is a perk that you won't get at a PWI. PWI What's homecomings that? might be fun, but they don't compare to HBC homecomings. No, for sure. I understand that. Um, it's like you're you're going to have your parties during the day. You might see somebody grilling. And HBCU homecoming, you're going to see somebody bust the grill out mm-hmm. with, like, hamburgers, hot dogs, stuff like that. You're going to see groups of people, like, just mobs of people and big speakers, lots of, like, drinks and food for no reason. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Well, that's There's something to look forward to, though. Most definitely. Yeah. And good. If you're already at an HBCU and homecoming, it's going to be something that you plan on doing. Please get your schoolwork done beforehand. Mm-hmm. Please mm-hmm. get your schoolwork done beforehand. Because planning to get it done during homecoming or homecoming week, that that doesn't happen. It doesn't even make sense. It doesn't at no. all. I remember one time, I don't remember which class it was, but it was like the middle of homecoming week. I think it was like a Tuesday or a Wednesday. I showed up to class. It's usually like 25, 30 people. And there might have been eight of us in the class. Eight? Hey, everybody else was out partying. Oh, my God. So, please get your work done. Those are the same people who are complaining about their grade. So, please get your schoolwork done. Yeah, make sure you know where your priorities lie. Most definitely. That's the thing about college. A lot of people get sidetracked because they it's a such a new atmosphere. They lose track of why they're there to begin mm-hmm. with. And it's easy because, honestly, college is so much harder than high school at least academically speaking, depending on what your major is. Mm -hmm. So I would definitely, for those people who are not in college yet but are approaching, I would say stay focused and make sure your schoolwork comes first. That party, there's always going to be another party within the next week, you feel me? That bad grade is going to stay there for the rest of the semester. And remember what you're paying for, too. College is not cheap whatsoever. You don't want to fill a class that you're paying for. At North Carolina A and C, you know, I'm not just gonna say all oh, HBCUs are expensive. I think that if you're an out of state student, it's expensive regardless. Mm-hmm. And make sure you have some form like to actually pay for school. Mm-hmm. And if once you get that situated, please don't mess up. Yeah, 
even if you're not technically paying for school because you're on scholarships or grants or whatever else, like we said, remember where your priorities are. Right. Some people would kill to have that. People would kill to have that scholarship. Mm -hmm. And it can be easy to lose, too. If you lose track of why you're there, you can lose that scholarship. And then you're stuck having to pay for school on your own or drop out or whatever else or take out loans. Very much so. My first semester at JSU, my grades weren't that hot. You know, band was taking up a lot of my time. And eventually I just got sidetracked. I ended up getting put on what they call academic probation. Basically, they say, you have X amount of time to pull your grades back up or else we're taking away your scholarship. So the whole spring semester and that summer, I was really just working, building my GPA back up. And I got it back, but I wouldn't recommend having to do that to yourself if you don't have yeah. to. Please stay focused. So I would say if you are considering attending an HBCU or if you haven't thought much about it, you should research some that are in your state or out of state that might be interesting or have some of your best interests at heart. Because like we were saying before, they're going to treat you like family. There was one, I'm not going to name what school it was, but there was one HBCU that I was looking at when I was thinking about which college I wanted to go to. And every time I went on campus, it was a family atmosphere. Everybody treated me like they had known me since birth. And it was mm-hmm. just a really good feeling, you know, just to know that these people are going to have your back, regardless of how much about you they know. Yes, yeah, for sure. If you're considering an HBCU, you should check it out and check out the campus, check out the student life and what people say about it, what the professors and the staff members and students and whoever else says about it. Yeah, one thing that I have noticed, a lot of people say that they don't want to go to HBCU because they're party schools and they don't want to get distracted. It's just like regular college, honestly. Mm -hmm. It's not a party school unless you're looking for parties to go to. It's not hard. Honestly, you just have to go to class. You could chill out for a little bit. You know, they have other things to do with your time other than just turn up every other Friday and Saturday. Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of how you choose to use your time. Goes back to your priorities. Right. Also, it's a good investment, too, in yourself and in the campus. Building building up HBCUs. Very much so. I feel like it may be a good atmosphere for you, especially if you're not used to that environment. Again, for me, it was a culture shock, but it was in the best way possible. Mm -hmm. So I would suggest that for anybody else, you know, look at to expand their horizons. I think that's one of the most effective ways to yeah, do that. I agree. So, Henry, thank you for being on the show and for talking to us about HBCUs. And I hope this has changed some people's outlook on what an HBCU is, everything that they consist of. And like we said before, if you're considering it, you know, check it out. Of course, I wish all my future college students the best. Um, I know that this is a difficult time in life, especially during the pandemic, but just know that it's all temporary. Y'all got it. At the end of the day, you'll make the best decision for yourself. Mm -hmm. Tune in next week where we'll talk about music, our favorite songs and artists, and the stereotypes that are sometimes associated with different genres. Also, don't forget to follow Your Weekly Muse on Instagram at Your Weekly Muse 
no spaces and all lowercase letters. As always, y'all stay safe, be blessed, wear your mask, and surround yourself with good people and positive energy. Thank you.